jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Annyeonghaseyo, yerebun, gelojimnida! Wow! Yeah! <laughs> You're learning! I'm learning! I love this! Yeah, learning a lot. There you go. Stacy, look! <laughs> you, other people have spent this year baking bread. Not, uh, not a bad pursuit. No, food is welcome. Yeah. But you're expanding your horizons. You're becoming a cultural ambassador. Ambass- <laughs> ambassatrix. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, look, I just, I, I consume enough. Korean media of all types, so why not learn the language? Wow. Mm-hmm. Can you r- read stuff now? I can read stuff. It doesn't mean I know what everything means, but I can read stuff. And I get, but I do get very excited when it's a word that I recognize. Oh yeah. Like when I'm in the the Asian market here, and I'm like looking at a package, and I'm like, king. Oh, it's kimchi! (laughs) Like, I get very excited. I'm at that stage right now. So then, like, next comes tackling the grammar, because the grammar is very different. Yeah. Then English grammar. Uh, Yeah. And pronunciation, I don't really care, because I don't speak it. Like, I don't intend to speak it, but the pronunciation is incredibly difficult. Yeah, really? Yeah. So. But that's but if you just want to read it and that can help you inform and and also I think when you're watching things too you could hear thing like this is how language right works right like you hear things and you recognize words yeah and that could help because subtitle and I think this was part of the journey that you went on and the impetus for the journey right is that so much only so much comes through in subtitles yeah you can miss whole batches of context and. And subtext mm-hmm. and right. That's what I really would. I like. I'm. I don't need to know how to pronounce things, but I really want to start lo- working on my listening skills. Yeah. Um. So now I'm at the point where, if it's possible on a DVD or whatever, if I have both English subtitles and Korean subtitles, I'm kind of looking at both at the same time. Oh, can you turn them both on? In some things, you can. Yeah. What? That's kind of where I am. I just want to... I, I would like to learn every language on the planet if I could. Yes. Yes. Uh, this, this Russian woman in the bar remembers <laughs> that. I've taken a lot of languages. I'm pretty good at them. Like, despite my failings with impressing Russian women. <laughs> uh, that's a different chart. That's a different chart altogether. But I'm, I, I do have a knack for it. It was kind of originally what I wanted to go into when I was in high school. Linguistics? Linguistics. I love linguistics. Oh. I really do. So. Nerd. Big nerd! <laughs> I love that. And this has been an ongoing journey for you. I, our listeners don't know this. This has been an ongoing journey for you for a while now, which is very exciting. Indeed. 
So see, you set your mind to it. You too um, can do it. Sure. Listener. Yeah, listener. Whatever it is you want to do, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, man. Bake some bread if you want. Remember when it was so crazy at the beginning of the pandemic that it was like everybody was making bread and everybody was doing sourdough? And then do you remember that one woman who used, like, vaginal yeast to make her sourdough? What? Yeah. Did it work? I, I don't. I... I think it did, but everybody was, everybody was like, do not do. What? Do not do. That's, that's, that's. It could have been an art project, like Tub Girl or something. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what the intention was? Or if it was just like, look, they didn't have any yeast at the store. What was I supposed to do? How much life has changed in the last year where you can say, it could have been an art project like Tub Girl. <laughs> now that we know Tub Girl is a formative feminist artist. <laughs> We've learned so much during this pandemic. <laughs> I know it's a fucking drag, but also uh, I've learned a lot of things. Korean. Tub Girl. Yeah. Vaginal yeast. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Recipes. Um... That doesn't surprise me, though, because, like, you know, there's always there's always that, like, outlier coven or, like, co-op group somewhere in town. Yeah. And there's always drama with, like, uh, you know, Lioness trying to poison, accidentally poisoning everybody with her bad batch of kombucha. <laughs> like, the harvest that went sour. Yeah. There's always, like, in, in, especially in, like, that, that certain brand of, like, strange enough gay women. <laughs> A white woman with dreadlocks. Yes. Maybe you can't tell if it's a skirt or a tapestry. <laughs> right. I mean, we've, all, we've all seen her at the farmer's market. Like, come on. She like corners you at the at the at the co-op and tells you about how she just read this startling feminist text that will change your life and it's called the Da Vinci Code. Um, <laughs> she jingles a lot when she walks. She jingles because <laughs> of all the fucking bracelets and anklets and bells and shit everywhere. Love her. She, she leads the Viking feminist reconstructionist um, <laughs> choir in town. <laughs> And she invites you to their 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 Yule chorale. <laughs> uh, She's a wow. practicing Irish witch. <laughs> <laughs> and she does a community radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love her. Love her. Wow. But I'm not going to eat her bread. No, no, no. Thank you. No. I mean, would I? No, no, I wouldn't. I mean, well, that's like there's like the breast milk cheese. Breast milk, cheese, placenta, whatever pate. they make with pate, lasagna. I don't know what they make with placentas. Smoothie, placenta smoothie. No, there, there was there was this episode. Do you remember Real Sex? Vaguely. <laughs> that that like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Listen, the kids today do not understand. Right. Oh, that that was the closest we could get to, like, porn when you were, like, 13, 14, yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yup. And it was like, it was like, you get, HBO has the free trial. Like, remember, HBO would go free for, like, a weekend or a week back in the <laughs> <Yeah>. day? 
and it, it shows up on cable and like it's nuts that they never changed the programming to accommodate like free week or whatever but they would still show real sex and you're like 12 years old and you're like what is this and you put it on and that weird like calypso music starts or whatever <laughs> yeah and then you see the old swingers like fisting and you're like god yeah. why is this happening <laughs> yeah it's like old people old like granola people like fucking putting corks in each other or whatever <laughs> Yeah, putting corks in each other while they have their jazz meetup, their nu- nudist jazz meetup, and kids literally do not understand. You can find the, anything depraved. You can learn everything about your gender identity and your sexuality. You can learn all of this on the internet in like on Twitter. In like a, you can learn it in a subtweet like shit post thread or whatever. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was like, it, your options were real sex. <laughs> your options were settling for real sex during the free weekend, or getting whatever you could out of, like, the scrambled Spice Channel. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh, I think I, I, think I saw a, a, a crack. <laughs> <laughs> was that a nipple? Yeah. Oh, that was a toe, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so... So real sex was wild. Um, at some point, I hope they release. Do I? Would I want to see that now? But anyway, there was an episode where they, these people had a baby, as as people often do. They have the baby. They they save the placenta, and then they have like a baby announce like. I guess it's a birthday party. I don't know. They had some kind of party in recognition of the baby. A sip and see, like they have in the Real Housewives of Potomac. Exactly like that. Exactly. And thank you for summoning the queens into court here. So <laughs> they have the gathering, everyone comes, and then they don't tell people that they're frying up a placenta. And they literally, they fried up the placenta and they, they made it into like some kind of placenta pate. And they served it to everyone at this party. They didn't tell them. And I distinctly remember there was a scene where these vegetarians go up and they're like, oh, can we, we're we're vegetarian, can we eat this? And they go, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. And they fed them the fucking placenta. What a nightmare. And then when did they find out? Were they just, were they just like, they go home and then they, they're like, oh, honey, there's a free trial. And they sit down with their kale and their celery stalks. (laughs) <laughs> and they put it on the TV and they hear the dunk, 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 dunk. and then they see themselves eating someone's fucking placenta. That is not cool. No. Is it cannibalism? I mean, I guess it is it. It's not vegetarian. It? Yeah, it's a it's at the very least it's a meat byproduct. I mean, would it be like eating poop? Like is it a <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of some kind of human or a booger or like some kind of human cast off, right? Like it's Yeah, it might be booger adjacent. Boogers are the placentas the boogers of the baby nose. Nose Boogers are the placentas of the nose. That's yeah. what they always say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a waste product, right? Is what I meant. Isn't it? A, isn't it some kind of organ? Is it technically some kind of? Because it's a it's a, a a skin vessel. 
Oh, I'm done. This is where I tap by you talking about learning Korean. It's been a wild 12 minutes. <laughs> How do... Well... <laughs> Gay Lords of Darkness. Tell us. Let us know. If you, listener, think it's cannibalism, let us know. <laughs> We're curious. Let's start a Twitter poll. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is I'm not eating that. I'm not eating... I'm not eating Lioness's bread. It's... No. It's just. I'm not, not eating anything that comes from the human body. No, I'm not even gonna wear like. Oh, oh, she wove a sweater out of her hair. I'm not gonna wear I, that sweater either. Absolutely not. This is why I stick to uh, wigs that are clearly synthetic. You don't do human hair. I'm not gonna do a human hair wig. It's like Mm-mm. wearing a scalp on your head. Mm-mm. No, no. You do strictly strode. Exactly. That could be your wig line. Strictly strode. With a little TM. <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> Can't you see it in the Nordstrom's? <laughs> All we sell are powder blue Oxfords. <laughs> this one style of wig. <laughs> this one piece of hay masquerading as <laughs> yeah. hair. Uh, Strictly strode. Uh, <laughs> so stylish. Oh. <laughs> Why I think that's so funny. I do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Uh, clearly it's been a big week. Yeah, it has. For us. It actually has, because, Stacy, I don't know if you remember that early on, for the longest time on the in the run of this show, we used to do multiple movies per episode. Oh, God. What were we thinking? Remember the, we did fucking Hill House, where we did, like, every... What the fuck? Hill House. We did the original movie. We did the Catherine Zeta-Jones Clown Town. We did the Mike Flanagan, what the fuck, eight episodes. Oh my god, this is overachieving. We came out of the gate as overachievers. That was like 15 fucking hours we invested in Hill House. And even even when we didn't go totally bonkers and do that much media, we would still typically do two movies an episode. Yeah, we would pair things up. Yeah, and it was like, oh, like, you know, here's a nice, what, what goes well with this wine? Eye murders. Now it's it's... It's exhilarating because we realized, okay, we're going to run out of options in the future if we keep doing this. So we simplified our lives and we we became slightly monogamish with our films and our episodes. We're going to just do one per episode. But this week we went back to Clown Town. Not one, not two, not three, not four. (laughs) We watched five films for this week. And it is it has been the saga of my life this week, and I'm actually really glad we went down this road. I am as well. Mm-hmm. Uh because Anthony last week was it last week? I don't know. Uh we're recording this a day later than we usually do, so you know what that does to me. Yeah, we have no fucking clue where we are. <laughs> I've no no idea what today is. 
or how long ago our last episode was or anything. But the point is, when we were discussing, what should we do? Anthony has had a found footage boner. Yeah. For the last couple of weeks. Which I typically always have, but it's like especially egregious right now. It's it's like, it's one of those four hours or more boners. Yeah, I have to go talk to the doctor about it. <laughs> go talk to your doctor. Um, and that combined with my boner for wanting to watch something scary. Mm-hmm. Because found footage is scary. Um, yes. We came together. and But trying to find something that is scary or a found footage that is good that we haven't seen. We've seen everything found footage. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen, I cannot claim to have seen a lot of movies in a lot of subgenres. Found footage, I at, at this point, I feel like I've only not seen like the whatever Dollar Tree movie goes on Prime. So I said, what about this Dollar Tree movie that's on Prime? <laughs> <laughs> um, I threw out The Blackwell Ghost. I had seen the first one. I didn't know there were four sequels. And Anthony said, no, I haven't seen it. So, <laughs> watched it just for fun, I believe, and then I was like, oh yeah, this is actually really good, and Anthony was like, oh yeah, this is actually really good, and then we decided to do the episode, and that we would do all five. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen these, because I feel like they're very popular, but not with the horror community that I know, quote-unquote community. But, like, I never (laughs) see people talking about these movies. Never see them mentioned. I had never heard of this film. I had never heard this title until you said it the other week. Um, So if you haven't seen them, they're all on Amazon Prime. And I guess go watch them unless you want to get spoiled. I mean, they're found footage movies, so you kind of know what to expect. Um, but if you don't want any spoilers or whatever, and you want to go in with fresh eyeballs, be gone! Yes. I would absolutely suggest it. I would not, I, I liked, because this, this, this series is very, um, it's very serialized, and you learn more and more each, each film. Yes. Is how I would use words. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we can talk about it without spoiling the shit out of it today, so get out of here. They're short, too. Yeah, the longest one is, like, 75 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one's, like, just an hour. Mm-hmm. So it, it won't feel like a giant torrential marathon slog. And you'll, if you're like me, you'll get scared and spooked, and then you'll have to watch the next one. I got real scared. I got so fucking scared. <laughs> really this... scary. So, okay, last night, we put on the last one. And the, the last couple of nights with them, I had been, like, kind of laying down on one part of the couch. So I had full body angular protection on all sides. <laughs> um, I had my I had my cat. I had my pillow. I had my blankie. Um, I also didn't take notes for any of these films. I didn't either until this morning. <laughs> I just kind of wrote down a little bit of what happens in all of them. I did the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, I felt like I got... S- one thing that I love about film footage is it's immersive. And I felt so immersed that I was like, if I try to take notes, it's going to pull me out of it. And I'm too freaked out to do that right now. So so last night I was sitting there as we watched the last one. And I was in full body fear tingles. Um, and I kept 
oh my god, just thinking about right now what's happening, I'm getting the goose flesh. But I kept waiting to feel like something just like, because I was sitting on a different part of the couch. I, I have the back of the room behind me. And I just kept waiting to feel like a hand on the back of my neck or something. And I was so scared. <laughs> These all five of them have scared me a lot. Yeah. Uh, at times. To the point where, like, I need a buffer afterwards before yeah. I can go to bed. Like, they just do what appeals to me. And what I'm looking for when I want to be scared by a movie. It, they do them those things really, really well. How did you watch these by yourself? Well, I got scared. <laughs> like, I I had two other people, and I don't know if I could watch this alone. Honestly. I got very scared, and then when it was over, I did other... Even if it was like, okay, wow, it's over, it's two in the morning, I would still have to do other things and stay up for a while longer to get my mind off. Because I, I yeah. got scared. <laughs> it's so stupid. Cause... Visit Giselle and Robin. <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs> So these are these are well done enough that there is a sizable community of people out there who thinks they're real. Am I one of them? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't look too closely, if you take them at face value, if you just watch these and then go about your business, it would be very easy to think that they're real because they're really fucking well done. Like the first two especially. Yes. Um, even like three, I think maybe by the time I got to four and also I watched, I like tracked down another movie by this filmmaker, even though he's like anonymous in the film, there's no credits. Um, I tra- I tracked down another movie, found footage by him called the Phoenix tapes, 97 about the Phoenix lights, which is a pretty significant event. Um, in this saga of my interests in aliens and stuff. Um, and I watched that, and I got super spooked by that. But even still, I'm like, this guy makes found footage movies, but this seems so convincing. It also started, the first one, there's footage that I had seen on YouTube before Blackwell Ghost came into existence or was on my radar. And I think a lot of people have probably seen the YouTube footage of, it's a, supposed to be a security guard in a hotel. They've gotten calls <laughs> that there's someone in a room yelling and screaming and crying. And so the security guard is going to go check it out. These are all from, like, hallway CCTV cameras. And when he gets to the room, the door is open. He goes in. We can't see what happens inside. But he gets terrified because the furniture is all over the place, but there's nobody in the room. And then, like, a white ghostly blob walks past the camera. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that it just appeared on YouTube uh, people got really freaked out and thought it was real, et cetera, et cetera. And that figures heavily into the first installment of the Blackwell Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really does a good job of playing with, you know, reality. There's fourth wall breaking. Like, okay, so the first one, this unnamed filmmaker, uh, he's a B-movie filmmaker. He says he's made some zombie movies that no one's ever seen, like low-budget horror movies or whatever. He wants to make a documentary to find out if ghosts are real. This is his new new thing. He saw this YouTube video of the hotel footage. And so he, uh, someone gets in contact with him and is like, hey, my house is haunted. You should come check it out. And so he goes to this house. He's The filmmaker is in Kentucky. He goes to Pennsylvania. 
goes to this house uh, where Ruth Blackwell lived back in the 1930s. And supposedly she killed a number of children, cut up their bodies, and stuffed the body parts into a well that's in the basement. And the house is haunted. The guy who owns the house is like, hey, I'm going to go away on a business trip for a while. If you want to stay here and film, you're welcome to it. He captured footage of a white ghostly blob walking past the camera. So let's see if this is real. And then the unnamed filmmaker and his wife set up in the house and set up cameras. You know how found footage works in the wake of paranormal activity. Yeah. Set set up your cameras, set up your night vision cameras, et cetera, et cetera. And there's stuff happens in the house. It's mostly noises um, or maybe something will move a little bit, but it's really subdued. Yeah. A light turns on, a light turns off. And the noises and stuff are so scary to me. Like, I just... (laughs) I'm getting the chills again. Yeah, like, because the guy who owns the house says, like, one of the things I hear is footsteps on the stairs. Like, it's a two-story house. And he's like, when I'm in my bedroom at night and I have the door closed, I can hear footsteps on the stairs outside the door. And it sounds like someone walks right up to the bedroom door, but they don't come in. And there's no more noise, but I can feel someone outside the door. Just standing right in front of his bedroom door that he sleeps shut with a shut and locked and it's funny because the movie has so much there's so much there's some reserve to it so like he tells you that story that never happens in the footage that we see right but because this guy tells you that story and just it becomes so vivid in your mind that expectation and that terror is going to haunt you for the rest of the film and when you do hear the footsteps on the stairs or like in part two when he goes back to the house to check it out even more and he's in the basement and he can hear someone walking around upstairs it's like oh it's the worst it's the fucking worst like that is the kind of thing that really gets to me are the noises a dark hallway i've said this a million times to the point where i'm sick of even saying it but it's like these are the things that scare me the most or like the sounds you can't identify a dark hallway with sound coming from the other end of it and that's oh. what the first few of these especially does really, really well, is the first two installments doesn't try to get all whiz-bang, super-duper ghost face, whatever. It's super-duper subtle. I'm hiding my, <laughs> my face right now because I'm, like, actively too scared as we talk about this. <laughs> these movies scare me. And it's that, that the straddling of reality... Uh, I think is part of what like it, it. This movie activates that I want to believe, sort of poster inside my mind. Yeah, where like he says, I'm just a you know I yeah. You said exactly. He's made these B movie B zombie movies that a few people have seen. And then like when I look up, I found the Phoenix Tapes '97, and then I find his IMDb page, and then I see. Uh, I see these like shitty zombie movies that have like a five or a four on IMDb. And then in the second film, he talks about it's him and his wife, Terry is along with him in the first film and she's great. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's so when he gets scared and she's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, she's just so like <laughs> aloof and amazing. Um, in the second film, you see him talking about the film that they made together. And then I go on the IMDb and then I see her in this film that they made together that he was showing the clips of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is really his life. And he's really good. At, it's interesting because it's an ongoing series. 
that he's also really good with the fourth wall breaking that hasn't really been done well since probably the Blair Witch Project. Yes. With the website. Because, like, when you come for Blackwell Ghost Part 2, he mentions that some people have sent him messages about Part 1, and he explains some questions that people have. And mm-hmm. this keeps going throughout the series. Um, and it gets more involved. Parts 3 through 5, so far, uh, are a different haunting. Like, the Blackwell Ghost story wraps up with the second installment, and then... Part three is about a serial killer in Florida. Yeah. Um, his house. But it becomes oh, more and more uh, engaging with the public. Like he starts, there, there are puzzles involved to find the dead bodies that were never found from this serial killer. And so the filmmaker is posting these puzzles on the Blackwell Ghost Facebook page for people to help out and solve. And so mm-hmm. it's really... For it to not be real, but to also be actively engaging the audience, only helps it seem more real. Yeah, it's interactive. It it becomes, it's almost like, it's it's kind of brilliant. And I wish that I had been along for the ride checking this like Facebook group and seeing everybody interacting with it or whatever. Because um, it feels very much like, uh, if not a full-on documentary, like some kind of alternate reality like LARP that he's doing. Yeah. It's a really weird kind of filmmaking because it's just a horror movie, but it's also like LARPing. <laughs> it's so strange. Um, I think one thing that it does really well, besides the first few being very subtle, again, I'll say that, um, mm-hmm. is that the acting is really good. Like, yeah. You and I talked off the air about found footage and just how the acting can really make or break it. Yep. And so it's like, I will still find something to latch onto, even in probably the worst found footage. There will be a shot that still scares me because it's like first person or something, and that really unnerves me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, the bad acting will pull you out and make you think it's not real. But the acting in all of these is really good. <laughs> it's incredible from all the way down from from him uh, to any person that he interviews. Like, he'll interview the the parent of a missing, a person who's been missing for 30 years or whatever and assumed dead by this killer. And yeah. it's like just some, some sweet older woman talking about missing her daughter and what she would say to her. <laughs> and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Because which, which found footage movies to you are so well done and so well acted that they actually seem like a real thing i mean there's blair witch for me it's like blair witch lake mungo lake mungo is that kind of what else is there i mean what else would fit like some things go off the rails too much like like wreck i think is so well acted and so well staged but it doesn't actually parts of it feel authentic with like angela vidal the stuff at the firehouse etc but it's so crazy with the zombies and stuff that then you're like okay this is still fake yeah yeah wreck is like metal yeah so it you know the, yeah but Blair Witch is absolutely convincing yeah Lake Mungo is absolute Lake Mungo as a documentary where we see the impacts of, of grief on these people is so convincing what is there another one that's really just sells it just through because I feel like every other every other found footage just has I guess I would say Naroy actually yeah no, I mean Naroy is nuts yeah, it gets but well, like it gets nuts, but 
But like thinking about um like who's the guy the psychic guy who was trying to help the little girl and trying yeah. to find her like that you know where you really feel for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's the that's the power of that because because one on one hand found footage is immersive on the other hand anything in a movie will be scary to me if I am convinced that the actor is scared. Right. And so when you combine those two things, that's why I think there's nothing better and scarier than really good acting and found footage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, uh, I don't think it has aged well in terms of like, you can't really go back to it. Um, but I think Paranormal Activity did a lot of things really well. The yeah, the first, first one. one. The first one. I, and the pool vacuum in the second one. <laughs> Obviously. The, the, Talking the about authenticity and, and inhabiting a role. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the first one had the Ouija board, which is like, womp womp. But, oh like, God. the rest of it was... That was a very effective film the first time. Yeah. Especially, yeah, the very first time I saw it. At the, like, midnight showing, um, I, I went, I took myself on a date to go see it. I was alone. It was midnight. I'm watching this movie. My... <laughs> that movie was a butt clincher? Yeah. I was sore after the film, <laughs> literally, because I was so nerve-wracked. I went back and watched it, like, two years later, and I was like, this is what freaked me out? Yeah, it doesn't... It really has diminishing returns on repeat viewings for some reason. But that first time, and that first time at midnight with an audience... Oh, magic. It was great, right? And I, I think that's what that's what I love about Blackwell Ghost, is it felt... It felt very much in line with paranormal activity because, it, like you said earlier, you know, it's a guy setting up cameras in this house. We've all seen that now a thousand times over. But it's it's paranormal activity if paranormal activity didn't have the Ouija board suddenly burst into flames and Katie getting demon ghost face and jumping at the camera. I spent the first movie, I was shocked to see that I was, I, I, I was curious what the sequels would be because I was so used to having seen all of these films that I was convinced that, you know, it was going to follow the trajectory where he and, and his wife would die in the end. Yeah. And be killed by the ghost. But it's just like, oh, look, a haunting movie that's kind of placed in reality where you just experience it and then you go home and you're left with this horrible experience <laughs> that's also kind of wondrous. Uh, Parts four and five, the scary stuff, still works but by the end of it i found myself saying just scare me please because it's starting to get a little too for me it, it's starting to get a little too expansive it's getting a little too much into the narrative of it mm-hmm. and it's very they're becoming very produced like there's drone shots with this overwrought music all of a sudden he's adding ambient music to the scary stuff mm-hmm it's starting to spiral out of control. And part five especially feels like filler. Like the story that they're telling yeah. does, doesn't need to go on to part six, but it's going to. Yeah. I I thought five was the end. Yeah. So then when it says to be continued, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. Well, and that's the thing too, is there is the, the timeline. Like, cause I was like, wait, so part four is right after, or part five is right after four. He went home and edited four and then went back to the house like the same day. 
and then filmed the rest so the timeline i got confused because i thought well in this in the saga of his experience of events that could all be one movie but then you have the pregnant wife and then there's a child yeah like like, so there is time lapse and these things are he'll make one and then a year later the next one comes out yeah but it's like in in parts three to five so far like i said are the the light foot killer in florida so he's staying at this incredible house oh my god it's so i cool. was living for the fucking tur- turquoise oven thank you oh my god that kitchen is great i'll never step foot in that house but i'll admire it from far <laughs> yeah <laughs> So the the thing is, is that I think four and five, parts four and five could have been combined into one. Yeah. Because the hauntings are kind of the same. It's like there's somebody's banging on a door. He realizes that something is happening between this closet in the hallway and this bathroom that's around the corner. Why is there so much banging? And it's like, dude, empty the closet and look. <laughs> Literally, like, that banging, you hear it starts in part three. And the whole time it's like... Girl, there's something in the wall. And he doesn't realize this until... And even in the fifth... It's the fifth movie is when he begins to think something might be connected. <laughs> yeah, which is... Re- it's surprising because he hasn't been stupid. Yeah. Yeah, when he's like, I'm starting to think that there is a connection between this bathroom and this closet. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, really, bitch? <laughs> Somebody was killed in the house, and I know somebody saw a body in the closet, and there's banging coming from in the closet, but I'm not going to pay any attention to that closet until the last 30 seconds of part five. Banging, which, by the way, I've never investigated. Yeah. Even though I, like, Jason, every time it would happen, Jason's like, why won't he go check? And I'm like, why would you check? I wouldn't go near that sound. But in the world of the film, you're also like, girl, go look at it. Well, he does investigate. That's the thing is there are some things he does investigate. Like, like the way this house is set up is there's a living room and a kitchen and then there's a hallway. Oh, I hate that hallway. I hate hallways, period. But this one's really bad. That has three bedrooms off of it. And the bathroom, a side door, all of this stuff down this hallway. And all the noise and everything comes from down this hallway. And so in part four, I think it is, he sets up motion detectors down there. And they go off at times, and it's pretty scary. He goes and investigates the motion detector, which would indicate an actual presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're like, they're the full-on, like, when you walk into a convenience store, and it's like, dung dung. So it'll ding dong down the hallway and he'll be like, <laughs> and he'll be like, I'm going to go check it out. And he does, but then something is banging and he doesn't go check it out. So that was irritating to me. And it yeah. just, it, it felt like padding and the whole, like the narrative is starting to become, I don't know. It's like, so this serial killer, only a couple of the bodies have ever been found, but there's puzzles and stuff that are leading people to the next bodies. And now this unnamed filmmaker He's starting to get a little purple in the prose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stacy, a door just slammed shut in my house. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is home? I have, well, Jason, but he's downstairs. <laughs> I, have, I can't do this. I have been in full <laughs> goosebumps since we started talking about this movie because it scared the shit out of Dude, a door just slammed shut in my house. 
Oh, man. Part three, I think it was. There's, like, one of the culminating things. Like, part three was still good because it was still pretty chill with things. But one of the culminating things is there's a camera set up in a hallway and a door opens. Mm-hmm. Into blackness. And I yelled, fuck you, with the screen. <laughs> I yelled so much during these movies. Yeah. I, I, I need to breathe. Um, <laughs> I... I, even even four and five freaked me out. I absolutely see where you're coming from, and I do agree. It becomes very. I think my issue with with four and five, particularly five, is it becomes very. It's it's treasure map city now. Yes. Where it's like the the move. It's less about the ghost, and it's more about the the decoder ring, treasure map, Hardy Boys. Let's solve the mystery. Which I love a mystery, so I'm still like invested. But it's definitely a lot less. Well, it had that in part two, where he finds the safe that's buried in the backyard. Full of teeth. Full of teeth. Uh, But I thought, like, that was interesting, but it was small and directly tied into things. And now it's like, we've got a drone shot over the sunset on the Everglades while the music is like, And he's filming himself more than he's filming the goat, like the haunting shit. Like, uh-huh. I just, I just want, but then in part five where he decides that the best approach is to turn off all the lights. Oh! I'm like, okay, now I'm scared again. Just give me the scary shit and quit sniffing your own farts. Yeah, that's, it gets, it gets silly with the guitar, the soft guitar and him being like, and that's when I realized I put away childish things. I put away... That line, I couldn't. That was bad. I said, girl, get an editor. I can't do that. Yeah. But... It's about to lose the charm that made the first few installments so good. It's becoming a little Mike Flanagan. Yeah. But I'm still along for the journey. Yeah. I still... I still am shocked that I like this guy as much as I do. I like him a lot. Um... Yeah, when when you told me Blackwell Ghost and I put it on, I was like, Stacy says it's really good, Jason. And it starts off and it's this guy. And he's like, hey, everybody, I'll make zombie movie. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Stacy likes this movie with this guy? Yeah. I'm going to put on this video that scared me really bad. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I see that first ghost video and I go, oh. And then I, and then I become very charmed by him. And I really like him. I like him a lot. I like him um, and his wife. Uh, they're the best, mm-hmm. but it's just like it. It 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 is. He is getting a little like grand about it. By the yes. by the fifth movie, he becomes a they, the police deputize him, and then now he's like the authority expert to solve the mystery. Yeah, and that's a little much. But at the same time, anytime he turns off the lights, and that aggro fucking banging i know it i like i know you like the subtle but for me four really freaked me out when that banging just got over the top because it's it's like it's like it's that sound when like someone has a hammer and they're just gonna they're just gonna smash something in half with it it just gets so intense it's the it's the 1963 the haunting of like what's outside the door pounding on it yes exactly uh the phone calls this the the phone phone calls got increasingly terrifying the phone, there's three movies, three, four, and five are full every night at 2.47 a.m. He gets a phone call. 
most of the time it's just static it's just he's 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 bugs the phone um so you just hear a little bit like he'll pick it up and you hear the machine interference you hear radio waves of like other phone calls or conversations coming in like vaguely underneath but he'll say hello and it's just silent i think it's five when the the sounds start yeah where it's like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) and it's just oh it's real scary and then the phone call usually the phone call is terrible but then that only is the herald of something worse that's going to happen after the phone call in the house sometimes it's a reflection oh oh, god (laughs) sorry i'm (laughs) i'm genuinely scared it's they're genuinely scary and that's why i just going forward i hope that he keeps it small it's like obviously this story it has hopefully it'll wrap up in six i saw somebody posted that he posted on facebook or something and it was like an old photograph of a woman and like a vintage photograph and he wrote underneath it if the person who left this in my mailbox is reading this can you please get in touch and tell me what this is and so it's like obviously this is going to be the next oh story that's on the facebook group i i don't know where i think i saw that on reddit but it was posted from the facebook group okay so i need to follow this like obviously he can this is a thing that could be ongoing he just calls them documentaries and it's like he could have just like okay this haunting takes two or three installments like this could go on everybody loves fucking ghost hunting shows you know yeah that's the thing is this is it's almost like a tv series in a way yeah um yeah he yeah he the first two are ruth blackwell i love when the second one and he's like i learned something about ruth blackwell and myself and i love her or whatever he yeah. says like, yeah. he has this kinship with this horrible old woman serial killer that murdered children and chopped them up and kept their made her treasure map to her teeth that she buried <laughs> in her yard which i keep wondering if something more is going to come up down the line with her or the teeth because it felt like it just kind of ended well, but, that's um, where the cracks begin to show. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think in terms of the authenticity, too... Um, oh, what was I saying? Well, yeah, I, I agree with you where it could go. Ruth Blackwell, then Lightfoot, and now he can do a whole new case in, like, Blackwell Ghost 7. Yeah. But, like, in terms of the authenticity and, like, my willingness to engage with reality and what is and isn't real, there were only a few moments where it really cracked for me like that. Like, it's sometimes in an interview, somebody will say, like, oh, yeah, I opened up my closet and my dad had put a dead body in there. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. Your dad just stored a dead body in your closet? <laughs> and now in the next movie, he's saying that it was a different closet? It's just, like, things like that. Or people people really quickly accept that Ruth Blackwell killed all these children and there's no any no information about it on the internet. <laughs> Right, that's the thing. If you just keep, like I said earlier, if you only watch the movies, the cracks don't show as much. If you do any kind of, like, is this real? Like, you're going to find out very quickly that it's fake. Yeah. Um, But I think as it gets more unwieldy, the cracks are starting to show more. Like, uh, the, the, the amount of police involvement in episodes four and five, it's like... Mm-hmm. This is not authentic at all to what that would actually be like. Yeah. 
that's where like they've so they made you a deputy so that they could show you this map and then you posted the map on facebook (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) like that's a big one right like also also march this the fifth one takes place in like march through like may of 2020 yeah and i'm like i don't remember anything happening then i don't remember anything taking hold during that time in our lives (laughs) well that's the thing like the whole second story the lightfoot story starts he he's basically just says like i found this picture of a girl online but he never like if you were actually making a documentary there would be more yeah investigation and he would have found stuff because that's that's the conceit of this is that he has found all this stuff online but if we look for anything online there's nothing yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know and i think in four he even tries to explain that a little where he's like well you're not gonna find much because the records are so bad or whatever yeah he's like not everything's online yeah And, and and there's some weird facts that don't add up like they say that the black or the lightfoot killer which well, I love that his name is the Lightfoot Killer, even though Lightfoot's just literally his name. But um, yeah. nobody nobody says the Bundy Killer. But like, right. <laughs> um, like he says how he only confessed to one murder, and they found three bodies, but they know there's eight victims. I'm like, but how would they know? Wouldn't that just be four missing persons? Right. Not eight victims, since they only know about one technically, and they only found three other. Like what? <laughs> Well, I mean, the photograph of Ruth Blackwell from the first one, like the Ruth Blackwell supposedly killed all these children in the 1930s. The one picture that we have is from like 1850. It's from like 1850. And he explains that by saying like, oh, I was told that they like to dress up in old timey clothes. Yeah, but they were (laughs) reenactors. So it's best to just like, don't think too hard. Just, if you're a sucker for found footage like we are, you're gonna get drawn into these, and you're probably going to really like them and be scared. You'll probably get scared like me. I have not been able to have this conversation without my hair standing up and my goose pimples (laughs) covering my body. Don't think about it too hard. No. You know, and also don't be, if somebody online, if you see somebody online who's like, I think it's real! Don't be a party pooper, you know? Like, let's. How. It's so rare that people actually still get suckered by this, like, War of the Worlds shit, you know? I mean, I, mm-hmm. granted, we do have conspiracy theorists are, like, running our political system nowadays, so yeah. maybe it's not the best. But when it comes to just media, I guess, I don't know, horror movies in particular, Blair Witch is the last one that got anybody. Yep. Well, I heard that the remake of the remake of the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based on a true story. Wow, man. Yeah, man. Don't try... Look, listen, (laughs) people. Okay. Anthony also has this weird Texas Chainsaw boner going on about... About all of the, like, awful sequels. The bad ones that I've never seen that now I have to see. Yeah, and now it's all, I have to see these. And I am not going on this journey. Anthony will walk this journey alone or with his, with unfortunate housemates. Either way, I will not be involved. 
So don't try to just subtly drop a Texas Chainsaw little note in there to try to, <laughs> to whittle plant the down, seed. To plant the seed. Mean my my little red hen outfit on as I <laughs> as I plant the the, the wheat. <laughs> I heard that Heather face was real. <laughs> Stacy, I found it on a blog. I found it. It was on Reddit. They said Heather face was real. We should watch those next. All of them in one week. <laughs> oh, God. Would I rather Let's... eat fucking placenta bread or whatever? <laughs> well, I have some. <laughs> <laughs> if they did a found footage Texas Chainsaw, would you watch that? Absolutely. If they There was rumors of a found footage Friday the 13th before the lawsuit and all of that stuff. Like, I would be really interested to see a found footage slasher movie that's done really well. I was so excited when that news came out because I wanted nothing more. I absolutely agree with you. How would you do a found footage slasher? I don't think anyone has done a found footage slasher. Well, the 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 thing with with found footage, besides the acting taking you out or things getting too crazy, is there has to be the whole, like, don't stop filming. Yeah. There has to be, like, who has the camera... And why are they still shooting? So you would that's the the biggest problem, I think, for a slasher movie. Yeah. Unless it was desktop. People kids can do anything with desktop horror these days. Host was just paranormal activity on desktop. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've you've made a point before that Unfriended is essentially a slasher desktop yeah. slasher. Which yeah. it, it, I think you're right. There'd have to be some of that torn with like CCTV foot, like something. It couldn't just be like, we're going on our camping trip and Jane has a camera. <laughs> Jane, stop <laughs> filming! Stop filming me! <laughs> In the car, you know. Yeah. Because if you're getting chased by a killer, if someone, like, why do you have the camera? I guess, what was that one? There is one that kind of did that where they go on a trip and they go to get. They go. Jason and I watched it. It's so bad. They go to get. They're going on a trip. They have an RV, and they're like, "Hey, if you go over here, you can get free beer." Ma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Found footage. Ma. Please. Oh my! Sign me up. It's Ma filming. It's just her like scrapbook <laughs> yeah. video. But they go to get free beer, and that's how they get lured in. Is like somebody tells them about the free beer, and then they get like. Like, there's, like, horrible hunter men that are trying to kill them or something. I can't remember what it was called, but it was terrible. Um, But even with that, it's like, yeah, why are you... You're not a filmmaker. You're just filming your friend's trip. Like, in the Phoenix Tapes 97, by the same filmmaker as Blackwood Coast, (laughs) um, they, you know, the concept is, like, they're going on a trip and they're capturing their memories. Like, sure. But then, because most of the movie takes place at night and they lose their flashlights, they have to use the night vision on their old 97 Sony camcorder. Mm. And so, like, they're using that to see. So it, it, it gives a little bit of a reason. It's nice to have that reason. Right. But yeah, a slasher would be more tricky. But I'm dying to see one. A slasher Make- would be tricky. Well... I think if now, especially given where we are as a society, it would have to be tied, like what a lot of found footage is doing now is tying it into streaming. Mm-hmm. And so like Ganjam Haunted Asylum, which I loved, yeah, um, is like streamers. And here everybody has a Go- GoPro strapped to their head or their chest or whatever. 
it would have to be some kind of streamer situation where you have more than one person with a camera and they're there for a reason and maybe they go like oh we heard the urban legend about camp blood and then they go (laughs) um we are literally describing halloween resurrection oh god which oh my god which tried to half-assed almost go down that route and couldn't commit you're right. Well, it was a nascent live streaming was just born, right? Yeah. But they had the GoPros. It was very MTV Fear, very Celebrity Paranormal Projects, right? Gary oh Busey. My God, it all comes back to Dangertainment. Is that movie like... The movie was actually really... Influential? Cutting Edge feels strong. influential field story i think it just did a thing that could have been incredibly revolutionary and everything it just did it so fucking poorly yeah if they had just committed to just using the dangertainment stream as the film it would have been a formative queer horror masterpiece (laughs) (laughs) i forget i forget well, also, Halloween Resurrection tried to meld the found footage aspect with regular filmmaking, and so it wasn't... And that's... Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Huh. Listen, if we get $50 from Jason Blum, mm-hmm. we could do a... Because re- remakes are hot right now. We could do a, re- a legacy soft reboot of yeah. Halloween Resurrection, and we call it michaelmyers.com, as it was supposed to be. Yeah. And we finally get to make our found footage slasher. Strictly Strode Productions. Strictly (laughs) Strode. We set up cameras in our wig showroom. (laughs) And that's why Michael, because everyone's wearing the wig, so he thinks they're all his sister. (laughs) With the mannequin gauntlet, they all have the wigs on. And that's how he gets trapped. Can you imagine? I hope in Halloween bangs, she sets up decoy mannequins with her straw hair. The straw hair and a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> yeah, the man, it's taped to a mannequin's hand. <laughs> yeah. And he's lost forever. It's like the end of The Shining. Like, <laughs> you set up a maze with all the wig mannequins. And he freezes to death. Yeah, don't invest. Don't invest in your home basement panic room fortress, Lori. All you need is a mannequin maze. I'm in. Now I really can't wait for that movie. If it doesn't have a wig mannequin maze, I'm going to be very disappointed. I have so many unrealistic expectations that this movie will never achieve. And yes, if if you didn't see the news, they have announced that Halloween Bangs will be streaming on the same day that theatrical release happens. And so, yes, we are going to get to watch Halloween Bangs together. Yes. Kind of. And yes, of course, we're going to do an episode on it. Are you kidding? Absolutely, we're doing an episode our our episode where we literally sit and bitch about it for two hours, the first movie, and how much we hated it, is like our most popular episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for those bangs. I can't wait. Anyway, but that's next month. Yeah. <laughs> it's still September. 
Uh, whatever. Blackwell Ghost. Watch it. If you love found footage, you can't go wrong with this. For real. If, if you, like us, feel like you've seen all the greats and you just wish there was something else and you, you've, you've, you've watched Record and Blair Witch and Leroy and all of those as many times as you can, hit up Blackwell Ghost. I think you'll be really happy. And then the soft guitar will start playing. <laughs> and we'll all whoa, learn something. Whoa, whoa. It gets a little weird, right? When it's like that that music's playing, he's like talking about like putting people at rest, and then it just cuts to him like getting his archaeologist brush and like digging up a skeleton by himself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like girl. I was kind of mad at the end of five. I was like, God damn it. Can't, nothing gold can stay, pony boy. Like, I just yeah. wanted these to, to not, I hate to say, jump the shark, but. Yeah. If it hasn't jumped it, the shark is in sight. <laughs> the shark is doing its stretches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the water skis are on. <laughs> the shark is in sight. It's got a little helmet on. <laughs> So. I, you know, when six comes out though, oh, I'll watch it for sure. Turning it right the fuck on, yeah, right that second. Wow. Well, what a journey we have been on today, Stacey. Um, <laughs> it's been a journey. Are you ready to to take that treasure map and and wander through that wig mannequin maze and find your way <laughs> to place your head on the chopping block? <laughs> Meh. Oh, okay. But yes. Oh, 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 good. Oh, yay. (laughs) The chopping block. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's a question and answer game that we play here on Gaylords of Darkness. If this is your first episode, welcome. Sit down. Enjoy a block. Uh, What we do on this game show (laughs) is we present each other with three categories to choose from horror movie related trivia. Uh, We choose a category. We are presented with five questions to answer. We have 10 seconds to answer each question. Unless you call out, I want the wig, in which case... A, a strictly strode wig will descend <laughs> from the showroom onto your head. It's a it's a bogo deal right now because of the grand opening. Confuses the heads they with all the deals and the straw for hair, and you win an extra ten seconds uh, to 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 answer the question. Um, if you die at any moment, that's the end. Game over. But if you get all five questions right, then congratulations, girl. You've done it. Keep the wig. Enjoy it. <laughs> oh, Strictly Strode really gets me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> we need a business plan. <laughs> we really do. We need a business plan. <laughs> you have a... You have a... Oh. <laughs> You're still there. <laughs> I don't know what... Is there a gas leak in my apartment? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Oh, sometimes you say funny things. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh. Anyway, what? <laughs> <clears throat> 
Sure. Do you want to go first or me first? Last week when I was editing, I said, I'm going to make a point to remember. <laughs> and then I immediately forgot to remember. So. <laughs> I feel like, didn't you go first last time? Okay. Sure. I, whatever. That sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? This time? Uh, this you. must be so, people listening must be so irritated that we do this dance every week, but it's genuine. No, I'll ask you. No, you ask me. I ask a you. Okay, good. This is authenticity. This is Blackwell Ghost. <laughs> exactly. No you way. have an extra wig, too. Don't forget. You have the wig of the dead, so you have two wigs. I should come up with a thing to give you an extra wig. Oh, well. You don't have to. Well, it would be nice. Reciprocity. It would be, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how that is. <laughs> it's like, a, you know, verse. Anyway. Wait. <laughs> so, your categories this week <laughs> are three old categories. We did mention last week that we keep coming up with new questions when there are so many old questions gathering dust. Man, you just gotta have a fire sale sometimes. Yeah, so I got out my archaeologist brush. Then I'm brushing off these questions was <laughs> So category one is Hey, I know that guy. This is all about famous people in horror movies. Ooh. Sometimes playing themselves, sometimes not, but it's all stunt casting basically. Uh, oh. I describe something, you tell me either a person or a movie. Right? Okay. Okay. Category two. <sighs> Have we done this one? I think we did. I hope these are new questions. Uh... <laughs> 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 well, I don't recognize the answers. Okay. Okay. So I think this is a re... Like, we did the category, and then I think I put new ones in, maybe. It's What a Wonderful Year, where I give the titles of three films that all released in the same year. You tell me the year. Oh! Oh, yeah! Okay, I think we did okay. this category, but I think these are all new. Um, yeah. And the third category is The Jerk Store. I give you a line of dialogue from a famous horror movie jerk. You tell me the name of the jerk. Oh, the name of the jerk and not the film. Right. Okay, 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 okay. So, hey, I know that guy. What a wonderful year. And the jerk store. <laughs> if you give me the movie, like, if you give me the title of the movie, I will also accept it. Because I know characters sometimes are... Not your strong suit. <laughs> Craig! <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. But you know what? I'm going to say today, hey, I know that guy. Hey, all right. Yeah, I'm feeling it. So sometimes I'm looking for a person's name. Sometimes I'm looking for the name of a movie. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Hey, I know that guy. Number one. Silence of the Lambs features two famous horror movie directors in cameo roles as FBI agents. Who are they? Um, um, uh, Roger Corman and I want to say George Romero? 
Yes, ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh. Bravo. Thank God I've watched that movie 10,000 times. Yeah. Number two. Yes, darling. She appears as herself in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> um, oh my God, her name. Oh, oh, um, I, no, I, um, I want the wig. I know her. Her name, she, her sister was on Green Acres and she's, she's, um, uh, oh fuck. All I can see in my head is purple. No, her name is not Ivy. It's Yvonne. No, it's it. She slapped the man. She slapped the man. She slapped the man at the car. She slapped the man. Um. Fuck. 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 Trump. Tr- you're really dead, but keep going. No. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I know exactly. I know you know it. No, I know who this. I just can't remember her. No- oh. Ivy, Ivanka, it's not Ivanka, it's not, it's, um, her sister is Ava Perone. No, her sister is, she's, uh, she, uh, it's Robert Goulet, Goulet's show, and he has special guest star, there's an I in her name, and a Y, and a V. Fuck. Fuck! The answer we are looking for is... Zsa Gabor. I-V-Y. Zsa Gabor. God damn it. Her sister is Ava and was on Green Acres. You were right. Her sister, Zsa Ivy Gabor's sister, Ava Perone. Exactly. God damn it. Love the old... I was going to say I love the old tip of the tongue action. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I just mean... <laughs> When the answer is on the tip of your tongue, that's really frustrating. God damn it! <laughs> this was a good category. God damn it, I fucked it up. Literally. No, I know Zsa Zsa Gabor. I don't not, I don't not know Zsa Zsa Gabor. I am of that era. Yeah, kids today don't know Zsa Zsa Gabor, I'm sure. And the kids today are lesser for it. Yes, we... I'll remember where she was when she slapped that man in traffic or whatever. Jaja said a cab slap. Jaja. Yes, she did. Okay. She's the original 1312, motherfucker. I would suggest if you have a few moments to kill and you're bored out of your mind, I would suggest on YouTube uh, somebody posted the clip of the vintage clip of Jaja when she was with David Letterman and they did a remote where they went around to all the fast food restaurants and ate fast food. What? <laughs> and it's really funny. That's incredible. Really yeah. She's an icon. She okay. is. She is. The The Zoomers today will not understand, but Jaja is a, a mood and a vibe and a legend. Absolutely. I can't. I am lit. I am mad at myself. I know. It just, I just, it's one of those things where like, this is the chopping block, right? It's one of those things where you know the name, you can see the name, your brain only says purple. Purple, I-V-Y. Purple, I-V-Y. Yeah, and your brain, it's just, it's just pure cognitive, your neurons, something is blocked. There's a, a neuron, neur, neur, neuronic constipation of some sort. Yeah. It's the risk you take when you place your head on the chopping block. You know what I mean? God. Like, this is, people think this is safe, right? This is not safe. The chopping block is not safe. <laughs> okay? 
it's not. We are podcasting on the edge here, people, all right? Yes. If you had said to me, if you had said to me, oh, I was watching the Beverly Hillbillies movie, and I would have said, featuring an all-star cameo by <laughs> Zsa Gabor. Right. That would have instantly happened. <laughs> However, had you said, hey, what's the name of this person? And then, and then I'd say Purple Ivy. Purple Ivy. And now, honestly, not being able to conjure up Zsa, Zsa Gabor, I'm afraid you're straight now, Anthony. God damn it. That's true. I have to I have to turn in my, my gun and my badge. <laughs> I can let your gun and your badge on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of here. I, I play by my own rules. Well... <laughs> There you go. God damn it. Now I have to go renegade and investigate Zsa crime on my own. <laughs> That's right. God damn it. Yeah. Well, you got the first one, and that was two names. So. You're right. I knew Roger Corman and George, George Romero. Oh, God, am I a misogynist? I forgot Zsa Yeah, a misogynist who loves the cops. You named two cops and forgot the woman who slapped a cop. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Okay, now we see. The truth comes out. Wow, okay. The truth comes out. Mm-hmm. Walking that thin blue line, are you? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, your turn. Okay, my turn. <laughs> I'm, cha- I'm stepping away from my shame. <laughs> uh, I have two new categories for you and one resurrected old category Ooh. for you. <laughs> Um, your returning category is Buyer Beware, uh, named after your movie series from a while mm. back. And this is all about cursed objects in horror films. Sometimes oh. you tell me the object, sometimes you tell me the film. All right? Oh. Your two new categories, your first new category is Jumpin' Jack Flash, <gasps> which actually has nothing to do with one of your favorite films, Jumpin' oh. Jack Flash, starring with Goldberg. Um, <laughs> Jumpin' Jack Flash is actually... All about iconic jump scares in horror films. So in this category, I describe the jump scare for you. Like, I set the scene. I, like, tell you about, like, what's happening in the moment and, like, what the scare is. And then you have to name the movie that it happens in. Ah, okay. That's Jump and Jack Flash. Your third category, your second new category, is actually very not new because this is that little game that we've been fl- having flirty dalliances with the last several months. This is a ghost of a chance in which you have 50 seconds. Oh no! To- or 60 if you want to win. Or 70 if you add the Wig of the Dead to name just five movies with the word ghost somewhere in the title. Fuck me. So this could be ghost plural. This could be ghost singular. It's just the word ghost has to be somewhere in the title. Not counting the five Blackwell ghost films. Oh, that was my easy answer. (laughs) (laughs) I see you. So your categories are buyer beware, Jumpin' Jack Flash, or A Ghost of a Chance. Mmm, good categories. I'm always tempted by the big one. Uh... Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Heard that about you. What's with all the euphemisms this week? (laughs) 
it a full moon? <laughs> uh, the tides are being pulled. <laughs> the tides are being pulled. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> but I'm intrigued by cursed objects, even though Ooh. I don't. I don't feel super confident. But uh, it, it, but it, it sounds. I, I, <laughs> I've already lost all my words. <laughs> okay, cursed objects, please. You want to go with cursed objects? Buyer beware. Buyer beware. Let's do it. Okay, buyer, you uh, get ready to beware. I guess. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I just give you the, the description as one does. <laughs> wow, I'm terrible right now. <laughs> and you tell me the movie or the object, depending on... You'll, well, you'll, you'll, you'll see, okay? All right. Okay. All right. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I still am all nervous from this conversation today and that door slamming shut. Um, okay. Wow. So I need to calm down. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Okay, great. Okay, so, buyer beware. Question one. A murder spree begins, as one always does, with the purchase of a fringed jacket in this 2019 horror-adjacent satire. What? Horror-adjacent satire? Fringe jacket? I don't know. Huh? You're dead. I know. I've been dead. I don't know the answer. Oh, no! What? I was thinking, well, of something else. What were you thinking? Never mind. What were you thinking? Uh, was it, uh, was the, um, uh, oh, uh, uh, but then you said 2019. Yeah. I was thinking of, like, Annabelle or something. No, this With is the a hippies. Sad, it's a it's a funny And then you movie. said Yeah, and then you said horror adjacent, which I feel like we had a rule about those. But I guess rules are made to be broken. Um but a horror adjacent satire. Okay. I mean it's only horror adjacent in the fact that there's like a lot of people being murdered. It threw me. I have no idea what it is. With a fringe jacket? I don't know. Because only all a one fringe person. jacket, all I think is Halloween bangs. Of my <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I led you astray. I put this one first because I thought you would get it right away. Oh, I'm so sorry. What? I feel terrible. It's deer skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. That movie you told me to watch. I love that movie a lot. I'm sorry. I feel terrible. That, that. I, I feel like. I never would have gotten f- that from that description, but that's not your fault. That's. I feel like, but I feel like because that's not, that's totally out of the ballpark of a cursed object. And I put that first as like a goof warm up. I feel like you should get to keep going. Nah. Can't reattach someone's head. Sorry, Esther. i love deerskin if you guys haven't seen deerskin you should watch deerskin it's so good it's fucking hilarious yeah uh it's brilliant it's french so it's french you have that and it stars adele anel we we from portrait of lady on fire Mm -hmm. it's great it's great that was 
That might have been my worst showing yet. So that's exciting. Listen, I got purple ivy. You got... <laughs> I... You got dead. I got nothing. <laughs> nothing! Nothing even came to mind except Halloween bangs and Annabelle. But then those things are always what come to mind. So... Just... What's the Annabelle jacket? Annabelle, I just was thinking about when the hippies killed people, right? Oh, yeah. And so I was like, well, probably one of them had a fringe jacket. Because they're hippies. (laughs) So. (laughs) Those are the only two things I could think of. And I knew they were both wrong. Oh, well. This is, you know, like I said, the chopping block is not safe. No. So this is what happens. This is not a safer space. We're sad, sorry to inform you. Yeah, that's right. The rest of Gaylords, we try to cultivate a safer space, but not the chopping block. Not the chopping block at all. Mm -mm. Well, that was a disappointing wet fart of an end to this episode. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. But didn't you learn something about yourself along the way? I did. It's time for me to put away childish things. I was embarrassed. If you just cut that one line. Yeah. No one says that. No one says that unless they're saying it sarcastically, and he was not. I'm putting away childish things. He could still have that monologue and get to the part where he's like, but I want to just take that hammer and open up that wall. Mm -hmm. It still would have flowed. Yeah. Would have flowed better. We'll be back next week with something. Yeah, who knows what we're doing next. Yeah, not us. Uh, Not five movies. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. Uh, Until then, you can find us on the internet. (laughs) 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 Yeah, at at (laughs) strictlystrode.net. Oh, gosh. Um, I know what I'll be thinking about tonight. Strictly <laughs> strode. As you sit at your adding machine, working Dude. out, crunching the numbers for your grant. Doing some business. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about Strictly Stroud. <laughs> oh, well. Until then, uh, GetLoadsOfDarkness.com. Uh, Anyangi Geseo. <laughs> Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness!